and welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where each week we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of entertaining rationality in the increasingly boring desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And as always, on this Sunday evening, I'm uh, very pleased to welcome Leah to the program. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing okay, Zig. How are you? Just okay. We don't we don't want to go for good. Okay, because we don't BS on this program. We no. we tell it like it is. If it's okay, it's okay. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's occasionally, it's good. We'll even say that. Uh, we've got a lot to get to in the next uh, three hours of the program. Uh, well, of course, we'll have our weekly update on the race for the White House 2016 and what I think most people are blowing about the state of that race. Uh, that's probably later on in this uh, first hour. We've got a couple really good media stories, uh, one involving uh, Megyn Kelly and her highly touted interview with Donald Trump. Another, oh, my gosh. Another involving Facebook and one of your favorites, uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, and whether or not uh, he was kissing up to Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, we've also got some vindication stories. I've been vindicated on the uh, whole Redskins controversy with an <laughs> amazing poll there. That might be the best news of the entire week. Uh, so uh, all, a bunch of things to get to, including, uh, if we have time, which I think we will, uh, a story, uh, the two stories I actually have of me trying to go to the doctors and actually be in, being impeded Indirectly, although significantly, by illegal immigration here in Southern California. Shocker. I know. Uh, it's a real-world story as opposed to the theoretical that a lot of people usually try to use uh, on that topic. But before we get to any of that, um, partially by your request, Leah, I want to begin tonight's uh, program with a trip I made to New York City this week, actually on yes. uh, Thursday and Friday, for the annual Talkers Magazine Conference, which is um, – uh, basically, a get together of of some, not not a majority anymore, because no one can afford to send any of their people to New York. In right. this. It used to be that the radio stations would send everybody. Right. It's important to go. Right. Well, now it's mostly, although not exclusively, a Northeast event because it happens in New York. And Talkers Magazine is like the Bible of the talk radio industry. It and is. there's a uh, it's a one day conference, a bunch of panels and get together, a lot of hobnobbing and networking, which I just cannot. Stand. stand. I, I, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I, I had really no choice because obviously, you know, we're trying to get the John and Leah show to the next level. We've been on for about a year and a half. We're on 22 different radio stations, which you can check out for yourself at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Uh, but, you know, I needed to be there in person to to be able to meet some people. I was also on a panel, which uh, the video of, which is supposed to be out this week, will be interesting because I definitely ruffled some feathers. I know that's shocking. No way. I know. Stunning, uh, especially when the uh, topic was Donald Trump. Uh, Howie Carr, who's a legend in Boston, uh, he and I went at it uh, pretty good. He's a big D Donald Trump supporter. And uh, I found it interesting how, how quickly and easily he folded uh, in the face <laughs> of actual facts and rationality. <laughs> but I'll talk maybe more about that later. But I, the... Um, the most interesting thing, that, well, from an industry standpoint, since you're listening to the radio, you must at least somewhat be interested in talk radio. I am a pessimist by nature, uh, but I got to tell you, I'm even more pessimistic about the state and the future of talk radio uh, than I was before I went. Um, Why? Well, I mean, look, the business model is greatly strained, if not totally broken in this industry. And, you know, part of this does deal with Donald Trump. I mean, it's ironic that I'm saying this because in the very short run, the industry is experiencing a surge, uh, a surge in ratings and revenue and things. True. Things are really good in comparison to the way they have been 
uh, over the last couple of years, but that's almost entirely because of this Donald Trump bump. And I am, am thinking of this Donald Trump bump as basically the dead cat bounce of talk radio. You know how <laughs> even a dead cat bounces? Uh, well, that's basically what's going to happen here because that cat is going to come back down to earth after the bounce, and it might be dead. Uh, because I, I believe after November, a lot of people, not everybody, hint, 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 uh, but not, a lot of people in this industry are going to lose whatever credibility they still had after having told you that Mitt Romney was going to be president in 2012. Uh, how'd, right. that, how'd that turn out? Of course, I wasn't in that category. I told you that uh, even though I was a big Romney fan, that Obama would win, and I did so in uh, dramatic and very specific and very accurate fashion. Which is very uh, I, depressing, by the way. Well, but it's true. I mean, sometimes the truth is depressing. You know, but the we're, truth but we're is living awful. But you know, it's it's funny, Leah. Funny, not you know, in a real funny way, but more in just an ironic way, odd. Uh, an odd way, and in a frustrating way. You know, in the business world, people automatically get rewarded for making correct calls and punished for making incorrect calls. Uh, yes. Either because they've invested, assuming they invest the same way that they're making their predictions, if the market goes up and they say it's going to go up, they make money and their reputation gets enhanced. If they say it's going to go up and it goes down, they probably lost money because they lost money in their investments, uh, as well as if they have other people investing in, you know, if they have a fund or whatever. Right. Plus, plus they look bad. They look bad, which actually <laughs> matters in that industry. Yeah. Right. In our industry, it's totally upside down. <laughs> we reward the people who get it totally wrong. And, yes. I, and I'm not talking. That is true. Failure way to the top. It, it is the way to go in this business. I, I'm not just talking about a little bit wrong. I'm talking about the more you get it wrong, it seems the like. The higher you go. The higher you go. In fact, after 2012, the only guy I can think of whose career has gone downward because of yet another horrendous prediction was Dick Morris. And he's be oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and because he's such a joke, I mean he's like the exception that proves the rule. So other than Dick Morris, not not one person that blew it in 2012 has been hurt. And Carl uh, Rove. Well, yeah, I mean another I mean, good he example. should really be gone by now. Well, the list is endless, but but, but I want to focus on on talk radio legends. So here we have this talk radio conference and Sean Hannity uh, was was there, and he gave a presentation, and he's a guy who um, I have targeted <laughs> mostly Did online. Did you heckle him? That's the whole reason I thought you went was to heckle him. Well, I'm going to get to the story. I mean, if you give me a second, Leah. Well, I, I just I, asked a question. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I will, when we come back, I'll I'll get to the story of whether or not I heckled uh, Sean Hannity okay. um, and what happened when he saw me and what happened when his best buddy Mark <laughs> Levin saw me because Mark Levin, much to my surprise, is very, very, very well aware, far more aware than I ever imagined about what I've been saying about the conservative media and Donald Trump, all that and a lot oh. more on the John and Leah Show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. 
Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. So on Friday, I was at the annual Talkers Magazine convention. And uh, Leah, as you well know, I'm very big into accountability. Oh, yeah. Uh, because there's no accountability in this world anymore. And um, when I believe strongly that someone's a fraud or if they've done something fraudulent, which is obviously connected, or just something wrong that needs to be, if not punished. A wrong that needs to be righted. Well, (laughs) I I don't usually, I'm not very good at righting the wrong. Occasionally, sometimes we've we've had a little bit of success, like with O.J. Simpson. I think we did a hell of a job righting that wrong. Um, Long story for another day. But, um, But at the very least... Someone ought to at least stand up and let it be known that a wrong Exposure. has right. Just, just that's really all. That's how low my expectations are. Just someone stand up and say, "Hey, this was wrong." Which is, by the way, why I went to the 2010 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and heckled Tiger Woods because I remember because no one did it properly, and I felt like someone needed to tell Tiger. In the proper venue and in the nicest way, or the most appropriate way possible, uh, that, um, hey, look, you had screwed this up. So um, with that as the backdrop, um, Sean Hannity was going to be a major uh, performer and a major feature at this Talkers Magazine uh, conference. And Mm -hmm. nobody has sucked more backside of Donald Trump than Sean Hannity has. That's right. Nobody. It's not close. It is absolutely not even close. Now – Interestingly, um, I believe this was before the 2008 election. I was at a conference where um, Hannity came up as a topic, and I told everybody there that Hannity was a whore. And it's horrified the conservatives there. Oh, my gosh. Not Sean Hannity. Oh, no. He's one of our patron saints. He's not a whore. And the person there that got most upset at me, I mean really upset, and this is a guy who's not known to get upset about anything, it was Hugh Hewitt. Hugh Hewitt, who was a talk show host, uh, most people probably know he's been part of the debates uh, on yeah. CNN this this year. Uh, he was irate with me because he's a big Hannity supporter. And I said, you know, it's a long story as to why, but basically uh, Sean, during the Iraq War, had abandoned the Iraq War to go chasing after Natalie Holloway because Greta Van Susteren was starting to kick his ass in the ratings on Fox News Channel. And so he's bizarrely in the middle of we're about to lose the Iraq War, and he's chasing after Natalie Holloway because he's afraid of what's going to happen if Greta kicks his ass. So right. that, that was the source of my horror comment. Well, interestingly, you know, which I did not know, I learned it at the conference, both Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh have their contracts up for renewal this year. Which, oh, really? Which I think tells a lot about how and why their their Trump boosterism, 
uh, to different degrees, but still both significant, oh, just, for sure. just happened to occur this year uh, with their contracts up. So, all right, now, in a, in a perfect world, I would have gone uh, with both guns blazing, but there was a hitch. Well, not really a hitch, but more just like reality, and that is that the guy who runs the conference uh, has been very supportive of me and this show. That's and, true. And he likes you a lot. And um, and he he knows me well. He knew, he actually came he up. He knew. And, he knew what you were going to be up to. Well, no, he he <laughs> wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay. So he comes up to me the night before I'm at the bar eating dinner, and he says, you know, John. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty good. He says, you know, I I just think it would be best for everyone if you you not do anything with Sean. Um, I love it. Uh, I and, love it. And could you could you just please promise me that? I'm like. Okay, I'll do. I will behave my best, but that's good. But I'm still John Ziegler, so you know I can only control this thing so much. You gotta let Zig be Zig. Well, as they say. No, but (laughs) I still have to make a symbolic stand. So instead of like an OJ thing or a uh, you know a Tiger thing or a Matt Sandusky thing, I went more subtle, but still it was interesting. So, okay. so Hannity's, uh, so, but I got, I got a concession though. I got a concession from the guy who runs the conference. I said, okay, I will be nice if you, pro- if. if you promise to ask Sean Hannity, what's going to happen to his career once Trump loses? And he says, I will absolutely ask that. Um, and he actually asked it in a better way than I would have, because he said, he basically said to Sean, look, you're screwed either way, because if he wins, he's going to be a terrible president. If he loses, you own him. He didn't put I love it, it. He didn't put it quite like that. But that was the that was the underlying premise. So in the course of the interview, uh, he says, "Yes, Sean." And he goes into the Trump topic by saying, "So, um, what is the nature of your? I think he said relationship with Trump. Uh, have you endorsed him? Are, are you supporting him for president?" And at that point, I could no longer take it because, as as the guy who's running the conference is listing the possibilities of the nature of the relationship between Hannity and Trump, I instinctively just scream out, "They're married!" Oh wow! And uh, there was that's si- funny. There was silence. There was <laughs> there was there was no. Everyone reason. looked at you. Right. I, I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I just could not resist. Well, now, that's okay. That's not a bad thing to say. So then. I mean, so then. So so Hannity ducks the question about what happens to his career, uh, regardless of what happens with Trump, because those are the two options in my view. Either Trump loses. Or somehow he becomes president and he, he reneges on all the promises that Sean, you know, the wall <laughs> pre- pre- pretended were going to be real. And right. Sean looks like an, an ass either way. Uh, of course, he'll have a new contract because his ratings are better than they were last year because largely because of Donald Trump. Trump. So then the, he ends his interview and. He comes out of the conference, and that's when we have another interesting element of what happened with this story, which we will uh, get to when we return on the John and Leah Show. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. My name is John Ziegler. She's Leah Brandon. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, finishing up uh, my excursion to New York City from Los Angeles for the one-day Talkers Magazine conference where the uh, star attraction was Sean Hannity. And I'll, by the way, Leah, I want to make something clear uh, about my view on Sean Hannity. Because okay. he's, he's very well known as a super nice guy. And I have no... Yes. I have no reason to believe that that's not true, but that doesn't matter to me because I believe – here's my view on Sean Hannity. Having been on his um, TV show a couple of times and been exceedingly frustrated with his inability to understand simple concepts, <laughs> and I'm talking simple concepts. Like I email him information about a poll I did after the 2008 election, and he completely butchers it. Uh, I do not believe he's a bright fellow. I think that he's a uh, you know paint-by-numbers kind of guy uh, who was at the right place at the right time and has been exceedingly successful because of basically luck. I think and he, he looks good on television. And I think he knows it, though. See, I think he knows he's not that talented. And, okay. I, and I think that leads to insecurity. And because of the insecurity, I think he's constantly grasping for the ratings boost, especially in contract years. And so because he's... I, you know, it's inherent. All of us in this business are insecure to some level. Uh, I'm a hell of a lot less. It's funny. As I've become less successful, I'm far less insecure. Less insecure. <laughs> it's bizarre. Well, you know, but, failure will do that to all of us. Right. I've, had, I've <laughs> failed so much, so horrendously. I am completely secure in myself now. What's one more time? <laughs> right. Anyway, so the point. So if Sean had ever failed nearly as badly as I have, he might be not nearly as insecure either. So anyway, that that is the backdrop. So Sean finishes his presentation, and I'm sure you've seen this happen uh, in other venues, Leah, where you know you're in an, in an industry deal, and in our industry especially, there's only a couple of people who have really made it big. You know, right? Rush and Ryan Sean, Seacrest, right? Right. But, right <laughs> on the radio, right on the FM side. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest yep. is like the one guy who you know in recent history, the one the, the, yeah. who has made it huge. But but in talk radio, Sean's one of a handful of people that have made yes. it big. So when someone like that leaves a conference. 
it's literally as they they go through the 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 people who are waiting for a five shake your hand for five please. seconds right it's there's a, there's literally a line that they have to go through it's it's much like what it must have been uh, for Jesus Christ going through a leper colony. I mean, it's, I mean, and that's basically what most of talk radio is. It's a leper colony. We're, we're a bunch of lepers, and occasionally one, one or a couple of us become successful, and Sean's one of them. So he's going through this line, Jesus through the leper colony, and people are you know, giving him business cards and books and DVDs and small children to be blessed. And, you know, he's all... handing out a fish or two, right, maybe. Exa- exactly. So... Now I've already promised to behave, so I'm not going to do anything. But thank goodness. But but I get in line. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I get in line one to observe, and two just to see what happens if he sees me. So so he's <laughs> walking through, and I'm standing there with my arms folded, just staring at him, just uh-huh. blank blank stare, and instinctively, because I mean, I'm sure he's done this a million times, he's like expecting every person he's going to shake hands with, pat in the back, hey, good right. thing, whatever, and he looks up to do that with me, and he stops cold. Uh-oh. And he like, he like recoils and puts his head down and keeps walking. <laughs> now, I didn't know for sure how to interpret that, because... Well, didn't you say anything to him, or you no, just let him I go? No, I said nothing. because oh, I, you promised Because I promised. Behave. I had promised. So... <laughs> Plus, I thought it was more effective if I said nothing. Like yeah, not, your body language like, was screaming. Like you're not even worth me saying something. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's not even worth it, Sean, for me to try to confront you. I just want to look at you with disdain for what you did with the Donald Trump deal. So, but but I but I want to make it clear. I am um, incredibly aware of my own lack of importance in the world. So um, so I never know whether or not. Someone knows who I am. I, you have to acknowledge, I think you would, Leah. I have probably one of the weirdest, um, no, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's certainly not celebrity, but my notor- notoriety. My, my notoriety is probably the weirdest notoriety in the country because it is. because to some certain groups of people, I'm. You, for lack of a better term, I'm famous. But for the 98% of the population, they have no idea who I am and couldn't care less. So I never know whether someone knows everything about me or has no idea who the hell this person is standing in front of them with their arms folded looking at oh, them you weird. Know he knows. Well, you know I he thought knows. I, the, the reaction indicated that he did. But then here, uh-huh. came, but here came the clincher. Then, here's how I knew for sure that I had interpret, interpreted Sean Hannity's reaction properly. So I'm eating lunch. Alone, of course, because <laughs> I'm John Ziegler at a talk radio convention, so I'm eating alone. Once again, a leper. Right, I'm a leper among lepers. I mean, that's how bad I am. So, so I'm eating lunch, and all of a sudden, I hear this familiar voice say, "Hey, hey, I actually like you." I'm, and I'm like, "Is he talking to me? What, 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 what?" And I look over, and and there's a group of people surrounding Mark Levin, and oh. and I'm thinking, was he talking? To me, are you I, talking I, to me? Are you talking to me? Um, and I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not sure whether he was because he seemed like he was in my. You know how you can tell someone's talking in right. your direction, and it, it felt like that. But I didn't want to be presumptuous, and so because I've only met Mark Levin one time, and it was many years ago. Uh, we had a drink once at a, at a different conference, and uh, so I, you know, I had no knowledge of whether he has any idea who the hell I am. So I'm kind of like. 
wondering, and he finishes with the people that are hanging on him because he's like the second level of Jesus. He is. Right? He is. So sure. He's, so he's not has. He's he, an apostle. Right. He doesn't have as many lepers around him, but he has a few. Um, and of course, he's close buddies with Hannity and, and with Rush. He's part of the whole cabal. So anyway, he comes over to me while I'm eating my lunch, and I'm, I stand up and hey, hey Mark, how's it going? And, and Mark says, hey. I don't um I don't necessarily disagree with uh what you've been saying. Um but I I just don't think I belong on the list. <laughs> now, now now I'm I'm He's kind of, flipped. So, you know, the new list he doesn't, but the old list he does. Well, here for I'm kind of shocked that he even knows that I've been saying this because, you know, I I've, I've written some columns in fairly well-known uh, websites that I guess you know maybe he ran into or whatever, and obviously there's you know this show is on in New York, but I have no way of knowing that he's even aware that I've been on this rampage about the conservative media selling out to Trump. So I say to to Mark, I said, look, Mark, uh, you're one of my favorite talk show hosts, if not my favorite. I hold you to a higher standard, but here's the most important thing you need to understand. And I don't think he did understand this. I, mean, I doubt he agrees with it. Because you're exactly right, Leah. Mark Levin was super soft on Trump last yeah. year, but then maybe like February, March of this year, he became anti-Trump and very pro-Cruz. Right. Exactly. And what I said to Mark was, Mark, I don't think you understand. This thing was over last November or December. January at the latest. And by the time you switched, it was too, too late. late. It yeah. was too late. He had already gotten orbit. And he, you know, he nodded. He said, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but, but, but here's the most important part. One, it confirmed to me that clearly um, if, if Levin's that, um, if I'm in his mind that much, Hannity knows, right? I mean, because. Oh, go, yeah. Oh, go, for sure he knows. Right. So clearly, clearly, though, th this has been a topic of conversation within the cabal uh, of the, uh, the top echelons of the conservative media. That was number one. But number two, and I told Mark this, and we actually took a selfie and I posted it on, on Twitter and Facebook. I said, I said, you know, I really respect the hell out of you for being the only guy at this entire conference to have the balls to be a man and come up to me and, and regardless whether you agree or disagree, just say, hey, well, you know, I, I want you to know that, you know, I kind of agree, disagree, whatever it is, just have the balls to shake my hand and say, hey, you know, let's 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 have this out. Let's let's talk it out. And right. uh, and that really, you know, my expectations are incredibly low these days. As opposed to uh, Hannity. Oh yeah, well Hannity would who never backed away. He would never have the balls. Hannity would never have the balls. But Levin was a man and had the the class to come forward and say, look. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily disagree uh, with what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think I belong on the list. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, that he, he, he rose in my esteem. Not that it's difficult, Good. because obviously um, I have very low standards for human beings in general. And well, even, you put all of these guys in the gutter. So I mean, for them to be one step above the gutter is right. really saying something. No, but it, but in all seriousness, I it restored a little bit of my own uh, faith in, in my ability to determine who's a fraud and who's not. As you know, I take that very seriously. I think it's one of my 
my best uh, attributes, if I have any good attributes. Fraud detecting? I have an incredible fraud detector. And I have, I've never felt that Mark Levin was a total fraud. I just think that, uh, you know, he might, he might have been a little misguided. Maybe he was a little tempted by the cookies in the jar. Maybe they smelled, yeah. they smelled really good. And he took a bite of one and went, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. This is wrong. Wait, whoa. Let me put got the, arsenic in let, it. Let me put the cookie back. And maybe there's time enough to cover my ass here. Uh, because I do think that that's part of what's happening with someone like Levin. I mean, he is he's now overcompensating because I think he knows that he screwed up uh, with yes. regard to this Trump thing. And by the way, if he didn't know he, he had screwed up, he wouldn't have come. Oh, he wouldn't have come to me. He wouldn't have come over and said, hey, Ziegler, you know, um, I, you know, I don't necessarily disagree, but but I don't think I belong on the list. I mean, so clear. So he so he at least has a conscience. So if you're a Mark Levin fan, you know, thumbs up on him. Um, <laughs> nobody else, though, that that uh, that I ran into at the Talkers Magazine conference would uh, fit into that category. I wanted to confront you, Hewitt, about the fact that, hey, you, remember when I told you Sean Hannity was a fraud and a whore? <laughs> How'd that turn out? And the thing about you, Hewitt, that I, I find amazing, you know, here's here's the guy who is seen as the intellectual of talk radio, I guess right. because he, cause he's got gray hair and glasses, so that makes him exactly. the intellectual. It's not hard to be the intellectual of talk radio, by the way, um, for, for obvious reasons. But, you know, here's a guy who completely blew the 2012 election, said Romney was going to win in a landslide, uh, but was saying for weeks that it was mathematically impossible for there not to be an, a contested convention this time around. How'd that turn out? Um, mm -hmm. But now he said at the conference that he believes that Trump will get crushed in November. And I'm like, okay, you're right about that, Hugh. But if you believe that, why were you fighting against Trump? Why were you playing the, you know, neutral guy? And I mean, because you had m many opportunities to take him down, including on national TV in debates. So it's just amazing to me that if he really believes that, which I think there's a very good chance he's right, then why didn't you do something about it? Well, what? because he probably didn't believe he didn't know it back then. Oh, I, I, you had to know it. I mean, he's a smart guy, even though we obviously yeah, disagree on maybe. some things. But um, anyway. Uh, the the video of the uh, what they call the rumble uh, at Talkers Magazine will be out sometime this week, I believe. I'll post a link at uh, at freespeechbroadcasting.com, certainly by next Sunday. You'll want to check that out because I, I create, created a bit of a ruckus. And Howie Carr uh, from Boston, who was a big Trump supporter, and I got into it over <laughs> Donald Trump. And, and frankly, I think I kicked his ass. Um, but I, I, cause this should I was, be interesting. I was surprised at uh, what, what a week – what a weak opposition he put up. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll update uh, you up on that uh, later on, either this week or, or next at freespeechbroadcasting.com. When we come back, by the way, any, any comments on, on all of that? What, what, what's no, your takeaway from uh, the Talkers uh, Magazine convention stories? Okay, well, look, I'm very, very excited that you made a promise to the head of Talkers Magazine that you kept. Okay. I think that's good. Right. Uh, secondly, Mark Levin... Um, Mark Levin and Glenn Beck can't, had a come together just like you're talking about. Glenn Beck told Mark Levin a lot of the stuff, and that's, I believe, one of the reasons why he came over to support Cruz. And they probably had the discussion about your article because Glenn Beck was all over that. That's an interesting. So, that's probably Oxum's razor. That's probably exactly how it happened. We will yeah. talk. We will talk more about Glenn Beck in hour number two, which I'm, I'm looking forward to because I think I have more fodder for my theory that Glenn Beck is in fact a fraud. But we'll discuss that later when we come back. The state of the 2000 race for the White House on the John and Leah Show. 
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, this is our weekly look at the race for the White House uh, 2016. And Leah, wow, I'm sure you saw the news this week. In fact, uh, just even this weekend, more polling coming out indicating that John Ziegler, among others, is going to have a huge huge amount of uh, of a crap sandwich to eat because he's going to be uh, so wrong about Donald Trump and uh, what he has been predicting for months would be certain defeat or near certain defeat barring a cataclysmic event uh, against Hillary Clinton in November because now suddenly Donald Trump actually technically by about a percentage point leads Hillary Clinton in the real clear politics average of national polls. and What's he at, 39%? Uh, I think it's 42 point something or other, <laughs> and she's at 42 point something or other. And, boy, this I'm going to have, you know, I, I'm going to just be – I'm going to have to eat crow till there's no tomorrow because Trump's now clearly going to win. He's got the momentum, and now he's going to be able to focus on Hillary, and he's going to take her down in the debates – and it's just going to be amazing, and it's going to be like Ronald Reagan in 1980 because the country is exactly the same as it was in 1980, and the media is exactly the same as it was in 1980. So this is – it's going to be happy days are here again uh, because of all this. I'm sure you've heard all this, right, Leah? You, you've seen – Oh, yes, definitely. Okay, now now here's the here's the reality. I, I, see, I, I can't even fake this. I, I can't even fake it for the full segment because I was going to try to fake, fake the uh, – that what the Trumpsters are thinking for the full no, segment. No, come on. There's, just, be, just be straightforward. All right, here's, here's the deal, okay? Um, I actually predicted, although I'm a little surprised it's been this dramatic, I predicted that Trump would hang around and be very close for quite a while because everybody has an incentive for that to be the case, except maybe Hillary. Uh, but here's the deal. The most recent polling numbers are interesting, then, but they're actually incredibly depressing. Because they vindicate my number one premise of this entire election, which is that Hillary Clinton is unbelievably beatable. She is a pathetic candidate. And we are in the process or have already, in all likelihood, squandered what should have been 
a, the last slam dunk presidential election of our lifetimes based upon where the demographics of this country are going. I mean, and, and that's what's so frustrating. When I see these polls this week, it's not that Donald Trump is somehow surging. It's that Hillary Clinton is a joke. She is anemic and that she is also right around 42, 43 percent. Now, here's the reality. That's a lot of undecided voters for two people that are known by 100% of the population, right? That, that's a pro, There's approximately, boy, I sounded like Levin there. There's approximately about, 50, you know, about 15% undecided, which is a, an incredibly large number for two people that are very well known. So who are these undecideds? Well, interestingly, we have some data on that because they're still polling Trump versus Sanders. And uh, what happens when they poll Trump versus Sanders? Sanders squashes him. Sanders crushes Trump. Yeah. Trump doesn't even get 40%. Sanders is over 50%. He's ahead by 11% in the real clear politics average of national polls. Now, what does that tell you? This doesn't take rocket science, folks. It tells you that those undecideds are almost all Sanders Democrats. people. They're almost <laughs> all Sanders people. Okay. Now I hear this theory that, oh, but John Trump is going to appeal to the Sanders people because he's the outsider and Sanders is the outsider. Okay. Hold on. Hold on a second. So you mean to tell me that these young socialist millennials who are as politically correct as any people on the planet are going to be convinced to vote for the politically incorrect capitalist billionaire who the media is going to be telling them is Hitler for the next six months? Right. Seriously? Now, they might not get their lazy asses off the couch to go vote for Hillary, but they are not, not going to vote for Donald Trump. That is not a possibility. And by the way, if Trump ever tries to appeal to them, he's got a huge problem because He'll, he'll lose votes on the right because the right will go, whoa, wait a minute. What's this all about? He's appealing to Sanders, people? That's right. So he has – Trump has no ability, none, to appeal to the Sanders voters who are clearly – look, these, this is the – the participation trophy generation that's never lost at anything in their life. They haven't accepted that Sanders has lost yet. That's why they're not telling pollsters they'll vote for Hillary. Watch what happened on Saturday Night Live last night, if you have it on DVR or on demand or whatever. They spent the first eight minutes of the show basically setting the scene for Hillary and Sanders to make up. I mean, That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. And where are all those votes going to go? They're going to go right to Hillary, folks. All right, more on this in hour number two of the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.